Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lover's podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are starting another read-along. Woohoo! It is uh, Wicked Intentions. Is this two standalones? Yeah, so I thought that they were a duet, but they are two standalones. Mm. One is an enemies to lovers, which is this one. And then the second one is a friends to lovers. Oh, okay. That's cool. We haven't done this yet. Like a no. series of standalones on the readle. I'm wondering, it says series, but there's only two. So I'm wondering if maybe a third one is coming. I'm also curious if this is going to be like a side character who gets the second standalone or just two completely different like worlds as far as it goes. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't say the author's name. So it's Wicked Intentions series by J.A. Owenby. Um, we're starting with Dark Intentions, which is the first book. We definitely thought it was a duet, and it is not. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I like standalones. So I read the blurb. Did you read the blurb? I did. I just read the blurb. Okay. So it sounds like she was in foster care. She was abused. She escaped went to college, uh, finds this guy that used to be her bully. She gets attacked and he comes to the rescue. Yeah, that about sums it up. And, um, I mean, it says that there's twists and turns and angst and a happy ever after. I mean, it sounds good. It does, yeah. It says it will keep you on your the edge of your seat until the end. So I am excited to get into it. Anyways, I was looking through the author's note of Dark Intentions. Okay. And I don't see one. So Do I was looking author's to see, note? No. I was looking to see if there was like a trigger warning or anything like that. Because it said to check your triggers in the blurb. Um, there's no trigger warning. It's at the very end. Oh, is it? Dear readers, if you have experienced... Oh, so the trigger is sexual assault, physical abuse. It's just... It's not even really like a trigger warning. It's just a note from the author at the very end. Okay. That just says, here's um, the abuse hotline. And if you've ever, so I'm assuming physical, uh, sexual assault and physical abuse are two of the triggers in there. I don't know if there's more. There's not really an official. Is this a new author? No. This author has a ton of books. I just thought it was weird that there was no. um, Uh, Yeah. In the beginning of the book. I I wonder if I've read any of this author's books before. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I think I've read. One of them, at the very least, the the um the cover looks very familiar. Yes, I've read the first of the Whitmore Elite series, the Forbidden Obsession one. I don't remember too much about it, but it wasn't bad. I might have also read the second one. No, the second one's not out yet, so then I just read the first. Oh, the you second must- one is on my list, though. So, so maybe, must I must have liked book one enough to want <laughs> to read book two. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm excited about this. It sounds like it's going to be good. I am too. So 50% looks like it is chapter 15. 
50% exactly. All right. Cool. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know what to think of it now. Uh, I think we already went over everything. The blurb, the reviews look good. Says that it's going to be angsty and twist and turny. Yeah, I'm pumped. So if you're reading along with us, chapter 15 is 50%, and that is where we will pick back up. So go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. There is um, so much to unpack here. I want you to go first because I, ha- I have some things. Um, okay, so uh, where do we even start? This has been a roller coaster. I'm so glad this was recommended to us. <laughs> there, There's a couple things that I'm like, hmm, about that I just feel like should have been maybe fleshed out a little bit more. So let's get that up. Let me talk about that first before we get into all the really good things. Let's start off on the thing that I'm kind of like, hmm, about. I wish that their relationship had been fleshed out a little bit more instead of just like the implied we've spent all month together thing. I wish that there was more of the connection on page. Did you get that, Courtney? I agree. It felt it felt a little flat for me. I just on the, on the relationship side, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was just I I even texted you when I first started and I was like, I hope this isn't one of those books that goes like batshit crazy like starting out. And I was right. It did do that. It was like one thing after another after another. And then you're right, the relationship kind of fell flat because it wasn't even fleshed out. They were like, Oh, you're on probation. I'll give you a sliver of a chance. And then it's like five weeks later and we're besties. Yeah. And the five weeks were just kind of skimmed. They weren't like, we don't, we didn't get any of the times where they spent time together, times where they talked about things, times where, you know, they were anything. We didn't get anything from that. So that was a little eh. But the plot has been really good so far, I think. I'm enjoying it. Okay, so so hear me out. You know, we talked about this in our, I think it was our August favorite episode. You can tell when an author really connects with their character. Yeah, this one doesn't. No, not at all. Zero percent. I don't feel any sort of real emotion. I don't connect with the main character, the female main character, at all. I don't connect with the male main character. I connect the most with, with Benji. Benji. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite. I want him to have a book at this point. Poor yeah. fucking dude. Like, it starts out, she's like this foster kid who was horribly bullied. And I want to talk about that, too. So she was supposedly so horribly bullied by this man and his girlfriend, his popular girlfriend. I mean, the things that he says... I want to start... I used to read a bunch of bully romances. I've read so many bully romances. And the best thing about bully romances is that there is some sort of groveling and redeeming that comes from that flawed bully character. Yeah. That didn't happen here. He just foisted all of the blame onto his ex-girlfriend. He was like, oh, well, I didn't actually do anything. He basically was like, well, it was all Chloe's fault. And she can't defend herself. She's fucking dead. He did apologize. Barely, like, though, right Yeah, so it's just, um, yeah, the character development here isn't 
uh, it, it's just same thing I've said many times. You can tell the different the difference between the goods and the greats. Yeah, you know, as far as authors go, I think that so far it's a good book. I don't think it's a great book. It's not a bad book. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't DNF it. You know. Yeah, I I agree. I just. Like I said, this bullying was essentially like her last straw, which it was horrific. What that girl did to her was horrific and obviously had been building over what a year or two period, the last years of high school. But she was so worked up about what happened with this guy and his girlfriend that that was like this big trigger for her. But then like right before the book ends, she's kind of talking to him in bed after or whatever and she's like oh yeah so my mom sold me at 12 for heroin and that's just glossed over it's yeah. not like she's like oh you know she screamed at him about the bullying and then she's like oh yeah no it's it's cool my mom just like sold me for some heroin and then like that guy took me and like raped me and it's it's fine yeah like you said the character development isn't really it, it's not fleshed out well but bringing it back to the plot, I think the plot is really good so far. The hey. plot, so a lot of stuff has happened, and we're we're only halfway in, and so much has happened. So it's it's hard to even like make any theories on it at this point because you really you don't know where it's going yet. <laughs> no. So when we left off, we haven't even really explained a whole lot, to be honest. But so when we left off, the FBI had just stormed in. And I don't know if they actually arrested him, but both him and her, they were the only two people left in the house. And they both, like, you know, were had their hands up waiting for the FBI. And the girl's POV, she's like, oh, well, the FBI wouldn't be coming for uh, her best friend, Avery, or Benji, obviously, her other best friend, because they're both out of the house and what would the FBI coming be coming for? So she kind of puts it together. She's like, Oh, they've got to be here for him. I want to say a counterpoint. They could be there for her, her she, or Avery. Something's off about Avery. Something is a little off. She is actually the main character in the next book. Is she? She is. So, so maybe they're not there for Avery. I didn't check. Yeah. All, that wasn't a really fleshed out relationship either. I feel like, She's, it's very surface level between the two women. Like, they're best friends, but I feel like it's a lot more surface level. Yeah. Whereas, um, obviously, Benji. I, I just want to say Benji is probably the most fleshed out character in this book. I yeah. love Benji. He's, I feel he's for the, him. Yeah, he's the best character so far. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, this isn't a horrible book. I just, I feel like we could have done with a little more length as far as, like, the twists and turns. It is a very twisty, turny book but they come so fast that you haven't really had a chance to grasp onto what just happened before something else is happening. And it's like the attack out front of the nightclub and then Benji is paralyzed. And then, you know, his girlfriend and newborn baby died. And it's, it's like one right after the other, after the other. And it's like, what is going on? So um, I, it's, it's not that. It's a I'm, lot. And I, I kind of enjoy the twisty turny books when we're doing the read alongs. I think if I was reading it on my own, own i might have i don't know i think the character development might bother me even more you know what i mean like I if i was reading this like purely for my own pleasure because that's a huge thing for me 
the whole time you were asleep. I was just, I felt like I was texting you, what the fuck, like every, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I know. I took a nap and left poor Courtney hanging. I was, yeah. I was on my own and I, I finished it pretty fast because it was like, you, you get a little sucked in with the twists and turns. You do. I was, I was flipping pages and I'm like, well, now I need to know what's going to yeah. happen. And then I, I hit know. 50% and I was like, really? <laughs> the most this happened to me with This happened to me with another book where you hadn't read it yet. And I was, I don't remember which it book was it was. Pal. I fell pal. asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep when I reached the, the twist at Pen Pal. And I was like, what the fuck? I know. Um, that was worse. Fair. That was, all, that was worse. This one, <laughs> I mean, I like it. I'm not... I'm not truly as invested, but I do like it. It's not bad. I can't wait to see what happens. I want to see how it all goes out. All goes I'm, along. Yeah, I'm interested too to see how it all fleshes out. Yeah, I think my biggest complaint is you're right, the character development and that the relationship wasn't fleshed out. It was like an off-page relationship, which yeah. is weird for a romance novel. Yeah, I feel like as far as it goes, I'm more in this for the plot than the romance. Yes. That's more of like a side thing for me in this book, which is fine. I mean, I we I feel like it always travels back to Yolanda Olsen. But I mean, with that one, obviously, we weren't in it for the romance at all. There was no romance. Yeah. I mean, there was, but not really. Yeah. So, and the plot, it keeps you, it keeps you invested at the very least. Yeah. So. It's very um, creative an imaginative author. I'm interested to see how it all pans out. I just wish that it almost feels like the author was rushed. Like they didn't take their time. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure if this is one of the older books by the author. I wonder that. I know we looked before we started and you said that this author actually has uh, a lot of books out. But I wonder if, if it isn't older book because it feels like new author writing it was written last year it looks like this one is i wouldn't say the oldest maybe somewhere in the middle yeah oh yeah it's pretty it's pretty old for them yeah which is maybe maybe they just kind of pump out books yeah and there's nothing wrong with that it's just the plot sucks you in. The There's a lot of really good points with this book. I know I've kind of yammered on about the bad ones, the ones that I'm not happy with. But also, when I first was reading the blurb about this book, I really thought that it was going to take a completely different turn. I was not expecting, I, I think, this at all. Yeah. I was expecting him to have, like, some super deep, dark secret. And uh, maybe he does. Obviously, FBI is coming in. So... I just, I expected a little bit more, some darker themes. I expected a little bit more like groveling as far as it goes, since he was a former bully. I just expected a little bit different. And, you know. But just more, like we need more oomph in the feelings department. Yeah. I want more angst, but not the kind of angst that they're giving me. Not surface level angst where it's like, it feels very much rushed. The romance feels more rushed. Than the and not in a fast burn way either, because it's not really fast burn. No, I would say medium at most, because I mean, yeah, yeah I guess by 50% they were having sex, but even then, it's I don't know, it's not bad though. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. There's just, 
it's just missing something. It's just missing emotion. The emotional aspect falls flat. And especially coming off of the books that we were reading before this. Yeah. Both of us were reading books that really did so well on the emotional aspect. So it's like going from that to just like something that's very surface level is like, I don't know, it's jarring. I agree. So if you uh, are reading along with us, we're going to go ahead and read to the end of this book. Yeah, we do like it. We like the plot. We're interested to see where it's going. So if you're reading along with us, go ahead and pause here and come back at the end of book one. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Uh, this book took a wild left turn like immediately after yeah (laughs) right after we like as soon as we stopped recording and started reading again it was like oh hey here you go yeah another plot twist oh my gosh yeah so it turns out that the fbi wasn't after him nor was it really after her i guess it, it was more after her in a way because it turns out that her father who left when she was three. She had, like, no real memory about him. He's a serial killer who, like, does horrible tortures and flays and murders women. And he had been at her house without her knowledge. Because he wanted to uh, get to know his daughter and train her up to be a serial killer with him. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I read this book mostly for the plot, to be honest. Like, yeah, it, the plot, the plot was good. It was, yeah, it was. It was wild. Like, you have to really suspend belief with a lot of books. I would say a lot of dark romances in general, but especially with books like this, where it's like there's just so much crazy stuff going on. And it was good. I would say that this book would have benefited from being a little longer. Yes. But other than that, honestly, the plot was so good. I still am not... I thought it ended well. I liked it. I thought it was a good book. It wasn't a great book. But the plot was... um, It was a really heavy plot. It was a lot packed into under 300 pages. Um, I'm not disappointed by it. I mean, like, obviously, could it have been better? Sure. But I think, all in all, it was a good book. Um, I think we found a little bit more out about their friendships, like, especially with Avery towards the end of the book. Yeah, that ended up being a little more uh, built up, which I did like. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a good book. It had a really good ending. I even teared up. None fell. But uh, I did tear up a little bit at the ending because it was just so happy. Yeah. Also, this is a really interconnected book, too. So, um, like, the lead singer of the band that she's really into is uh, them and the security company that worked with them in this book. They're all characters of two other series. I had a feeling. Yeah. It's a very... tell when you're reading something that... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't realized um, either, but so all of, it looks like so far from what I'm seeing, all of her series interconnect in one way or another. Like, it's just cameos. You don't have to read the other books, but it's it's one of those worlds that's like all interconnected in some way or another. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. 
I do too. I have a few other authors that do that, but then it makes me feel like I need to go and read like the other books. I know. And you really don't. I don't know if I will on this one. That's how I got so uh, in depth with Grace McGinty. (laughs) Yeah. And ended up reading like the majority, if not all of her books and or no, there's a couple series that I didn't, but I almost did because she pisses me off. <laughs> Just her endings, like her yeah. her world building is so good. Her character fleshing out is really good. And then you get to the very end of the book and you're like, oh, sweet. We're going to get a killer epilogue. And it just stops. It just stops. Yeah. She has the worst endings ever. I mean, her oh. books are fantastic. And Absolutely. they end like shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I would just just give me something to tide me over and wrap it up, but you just you just stopped. Yeah, it's frustrating. I've I've I have I've stopped reading her books. There's actually going to be another um, undead in. I know. Yeah, I and know. I was so confused because that was over. We got the kids and everything. This is going to be like thirty years down the road. Or whatever. Like, it's going to be, like, after her kids are grown up and made it and moved out. Apparently, something's going to happen. I just... It's frustrating me because she's such a talented author. And then her fucking endings are the worst. And I don't... I It leaves you unsatisfied. You have this whole wonderful experience with her books. Everything is so great and put together and, you know, chugging along. And then it just stops. And you're like, wait. But she hasn't even had sex with everybody in her harem yet. Like, mm-hmm. shit like that. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, there's literally no smooth transition, nothing. It's just, nothing. It feels but, like it it stops a little too soon for me. Too. I agree. But this book was the opposite. So yes, this book, it, yeah. <laughs> this book adopted, had a great ending. Yeah, she was adopted by her by Benji's parents and she was engaged and all all good things. Benji walked. Yeah, that was um, cool. Yeah, all the, all the good things. She got offered to go play drums uh opening up for her favorite band it was just yeah it yeah was good i have you read the blurb for the second book yeah i skimmed it it looks like something's gonna happen to like avery's dad and the company yeah. and so ramsey the main male character was the one mentioned in this book yeah he was just briefly mentioned yeah at like the very they end. were friends so that was it so so basically what the blurb says is that Avery's dad dies. She has to take over the company. Ramsey comes back into the picture and they start finding out all sorts of secrets about her dad. Are we doing that one? Yeah, I thought we were because we thought it was a duet. Yeah, I mean, we can. Might as well. But it's quick. These books are not that long and they're pretty quick reads. So yeah. we just started it yesterday, the other book. How long? Okay, wait, I already downloaded it. I can answer my own questions. It's only 280 pages chapter 15 again all right okay so (laughs) we are moving on to fractured intentions which is a friends to lovers and we will be stopping at chapter 15 so if you are reading along with us for this second book in the wicked intention series go ahead and pause here okay we're back we are. It's been so long. Uh, yeah, for you, it, it's been four seconds. For us, it's been like a week. <laughs> um, I read it right away and Courtney read it today. Okay, to be fair, I didn't know you were going to read it right away. I really thought that when you said that we were going to start it, it was like, 
we were going to take a minute. <laughs> um, so anyways, I had to go and, and refresh, do some rereading today. So if I get some facts wrong from like the first part of this book, like just excuse me because I only reread the last two chapters before chapter 15, which honestly, though, let me just be honest because this worked out for me because I accidentally read ahead when I first read it. But then I forgot everything. So when I reread it today, I was able to um, not read ahead. <laughs> it's, it's the mom goldfish memory is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I I was like, I was just into it and I was reading and and I just, I, I looked and I was at chapter 16 and I was like, what the hell? I, I even stopped myself when before I started chapter 14 and I was like, okay, this is the last chapter. And then the next time I looked, I was at chapter 16. And I was like, how did this happen? Oh, no. Um, yeah. So this time I was careful. So uh, we actually were just talking about this. We, uh, we FaceTimed each other and we were talking about, for me, this has not been the best series that we've read on the podcast. However, it's not bad. Stop it at all. But it feels very serialized. Like this is one where like the author kind of pumps out books. And I don't know if that's true. I haven't checked like the dates, but it kind of feels like it just with yeah. how fast and rushed there is so much going on, especially in these two books that we've read together. Yeah. Uh, the first one, it was like just event after event after event after event. And then it slows down for a little bit. And then it's like event after event after event. And this one started off the exact same way for me. Yeah. It just, you you could tell this author has a vibe and they stick to it. And this is some people's thing. I get in the moods where I want something like this, where it's fast burn and a lot of plot. And they don't, you know, I don't get in these moods very often <laughs> yeah. because it does feel – it feels rushed. And currently, I'm reading uh, R.N. Hadley, like, outside of this book. Uh -huh. And uh, to anyone that has read R.N. Hadley, she is an extremely slow burn author. Like, you still get the spice and stuff, but, like, as far as the feelings and the emotions and – all the things go like she really is one of those authors that takes her time it's like if Aaron R. Flynn got it right that's See? that's how I feel about Aaron Hadley like I feel like all the things that Aaron R. Flynn tries to accomplish but she takes like 25 books to do Aaron uh Aaron Hadley does that in like three or four books you know yeah, well, and also just conveys them so well. So I'm actually about to start the Path of Temptation. It's in my library. Oh. I haven't started it. Haven't started it. Don't don't start with me. Uh, but I have like five or six days until like the next set of my new books comes out on my list. I think they come out like the 19th. So I'm taking kind of a step back. I'm reading whatever I'm finishing up, and then I'm going to start the Path of Temptation because you it's told me it would take a minute. It's a project for sure. Yeah, she's uh, when I was rereading it, it's frustrating as a reader who knows I know what books can be like, you know? And so this one isn't really my cup. I agree, um, especially so I kind of want to shed some light. So um, this is another one. The first book was just exactly like this, where it was like it starts with this super event and then it like 
continues with like event after event, uh, like major plot points. And so this one starts where like her dad dies in a car crash and then he's in a coma and the time skips kind of tripped me up a little bit. And I don't know if it was necessarily because I was kind of trying to speed read a little bit or if you got that too, but it felt like it was like car crash now it's weeks later and she's going to this like shop that's also a sex club for women yeah uh so it was like this weird time skip and it's been weeks now so her dad is in a coma she has sex with uh her childhood i guess holiday best friend they holiday together with their families all throughout growing up and then she says something like he crossed my boundaries but here's the thing Neither of them knew it was the other person until he spoke. So she yeah. had a mask on and was blindfolded and was also turned away from him, I think, the whole time. Like she was, it was mostly from behind. And so he didn't recognize her. And then she didn't recognize him until the very end. The condom broke and he said something and she was like, oh no it's Ramsey. And then she like rushes away and she was like, this ruined our friendship. Like he broke every boundary. And I was sitting there thinking, what boundary? He didn't know. You didn't know nobody. And then one page later, she was, she was like flipping her whole mindset. Like almost it felt so rushed and it was, it felt very wishy-washy. Like, I'm yeah, not saying- and, then, then, and then the next page she's going over to his house to tell me that she loves him. Yeah. Yeah, it felt, you know, I understand that because there is not a lot of, there isn't a lot of pages in these books. They're relatively short books and there's so much packed in. In this book, especially, she's got, her dad was murdered because he had uh, trusted his business partner, gotten involved in a bad situation and trusted the wrong people. He was murdered. They're now after her and all of the people she's close to. There's a lot going on and not a lot of time to get it out and I get that but it felt very like there wasn't enough time to process the emotions on you know as it was happening you were like oh cool okay she's feeling this and then you're like oh no just kidding it's just this is the same thing as the last one where the plot is good but the the romance aspect is missing yeah and so we end off she they're being all protected by bodyguards there's been voicemails left and it felt very spy movie at first especially because she ended up like going to that weird auto shop (laughs) i was like what's going on we still don't know who's trying to kill her however i want to posit two theories okay um wait let's finish off with where it ended actually because she had a confrontation with vincent the business partner and (sighs) he admitted to raping her and embezzling funds from the company and she got it all on tape and then she called Sutton and that's where it ended so but he said he said you're not gonna turn me in yeah because if you turn me in all of your your life goes down the drain too basically and she was like what do you mean by that and he was like why don't you ask your mother yeah you don't even know who you are and I want to posit two theories now Either she is not her dad's biological daughter. That's what I think. Or her mother, both of her parents are related to her, but her mother is a part of maybe some real bad people, either by family or by whatever. And it will also put her and her life or reputation or whatever down the drain. Because her mother is a problem. Like either her mother is related to this crime family that's after her 
or whatever, whatever it is, it'll ruin her reputation because her mom's trash. I kind of think that Vincent is her father. That would make the rape thing so much worse, though, especially if he knew. But this author is kind of fine with making the things worse. Because especially since he raped her when she was underage, she was 17. I feel like this author goes for shock factor on some of these things. Like just from reading the first book, some of the the things that was like, dang, you know? So I feel like this author does go for some shock factor. Right. Even then, okay. So hear me out. Either he knew when he was assaulting her at 17, once again, mind you, she was a minor. Anyway, so he assaulted her. So either he knew I'm your biological father then, or he found out and has still since, because every time she interacts with him, he's like looking at her breasts, licking his lips, touching his crotch. Even Mm -hmm. when, um, especially in the first book, the serial killer dad was like at his worst. He was never like sexual with his child. He was just like- He had sex in front of her. He had sex in front of her and he praised her for- getting raped and was talking about it and i understand but still it wasn't like he was overtly sexual to her i mean he got off on her talking about being raped and that's why he had sex with that other woman in front of her fair enough all right well either way (laughs) i'm like i get what you're saying but also it would not surprise me if vincent is her dad and I guess that would, but here's here's the thing. The dad left everything to her regardless. I don't know if maybe bloodlines are going to play a place later. I don't know how they would at this point. Like I said, we're, we're 51% into the book. Yeah, and these are all just theories. We don't actually yeah. know anything. So I don't know how bloodline would play a part. Like, even if he was the adopted father or whatever, like, would it matter? She would still get the company. Anyway, she's trying to kick Vincent out. She still has the company is in her hands regardless of if he's her biological father which like i said i don't know how it's gonna play out i'm excited to find out i'm just a little curious i'm hoping it's not like her and ramsey are like related in some way no i don't think this author would do that because then they'd have to actually break down the emotions and we both know yeah okay that's not fair they're not bad books okay they're They're not not They're not. If you're looking for a really quick read that is high action and high steam, these aren't bad books. It's It's just in comparison to all the other books that we've done during the read-alongs, they fall flat. Yeah. They are not bad books. They're just not on the level of the rest of the books that we've read. That's what it is. Yeah, they're just... You know, and then Perfect Strangers should be next. I'm just not in the mood for this kind of book right now. Like, I'm not, you know, if you were in the correct mood for a book like this, this would be the perfect read. Yes. If you were looking for action and steam and that's it. Yes. This would be perfect. It would because it packs so much of a punch with both of those in a really small package. It's one of those things where I feel like you have to be in the mood. It's the same thing with, I feel like with like uh, super angsty books, things like that. You have to really be in the mindset and the mood for them. And unfortunately we just aren't. Yeah. Cause I and maybe feel like we're being unfair in our critique. Um, maybe because here's the thing with all of our other read alongs. I mean, for the most part, they have all been a step above the rest. All of the books that we've done on the read-alongs have been amazing, fantastic. You think about them well after they're done. Books. And this one, it took a week and I didn't even remember anything. Mm, Yeah, 
I agree. You me and you were like, so Benji walks now? And I was like, I had to think who the fuck Benji was. Like, I didn't remember yeah. That bothered me too. It's been, so it's been six months since the girl was kidnapped by her father. It's been six months since she was kidnapped, rescued, whatever. Uh, Benji started walking, I think approximately a couple of weeks and or a couple of months after when she got adopted. And now all of a sudden he's walking like there's no... When the first book happened, they said that it was likely he would never walk again. Yeah. Then he's walking on like crutches, assisted, and now all of a sudden he's perfectly fine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that doesn't make sense. No, You're I not agree. saying the boy uses a cane, nothing. With no explanation either. No, yeah. They no. don't even mention it. They're like, oh yeah, no, he, he just hangs out walks around benji's fine it just bothers me a little bit you guys get to see you guys get to see what it's like for us when we don't love a book that's that's what it is (laughs) yeah um we're back i don't know where we uh left off on but uh we have like a 20 minute tangent that's gonna get cut out because it was just a series of unfortunate shit talkings here's the thing we're really the authors that we like or even our um I would say neutral about we're very favorable to them you know or we at least try to be as nice as possible even if we aren't particularly over enthusiastic about their books uh but when we don't like an author and it's not we're not talking we're not talking about this one either no yeah j-a-o-n-b is fine we we ended up going on a tangent about um authors that we just happened to not like even though they had uh, some similar maybe plot lines to like this series and we we're not kind not but necessarily also, as a person but an author we're but we also have to have like good reason to not like you as like to not like somebody yeah. as an author like like the, the authors that we don't like like we have very valid and fair points as to why yes and here's the thing i will give an author a hundred chances I will read, I will read a book. I will read another series. I will, I will keep going with an author to a point. Okay. There's so few times where I've written an author off on their first series and, you know, or even their second series, like, oh, there's very little chance that I won't be like, okay, but let me see what else they have. Yeah. So Anyways, we're going to finish up this one. If you have stuck with us this whole time, like, chef kiss to you. you the best. So we will come back at the end of this book. So if you're reading along with us, go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. So much going on. Yeah. It was a lot. There was... I feel like even more plot packed into this one than the first one. Yeah. And all of the tropes too. All of them. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I don't even remember where we left off, but. She had just called Sutton about Vincent, getting Vincent on recording. Okay. Yeah. So nothing ended up happening with that. Yeah. That was a pointless yeah part of the plot so um well i mean i guess he did say you need to ask your mom but like yeah that was it (laughs) so her mom's not her mom her real mom like died her dad actually was part of the crime family not her mom 
like, I guess he had had, like, reconstructive surgery done. There's so much fucking shit goes on. Yeah. It's, it's like, I want to be nice, but I didn't love these books. I didn't either. I feel like, however, <laughs> redeeming quality, I feel like the relationship was a little bit more fleshed out in this one. Yes, only because they were best friends first. Fair enough. And then there was the twin sister surprise, which I I really want to say I don't enjoy how casually uh, child sexual assault is just tossed into these books. Yeah. Like the first one, you know, with her being sold to her mom's dealer. And then this one, the twin went through just horrific amounts of bad things. And she's like so casual about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it, you know, twisted worldview, whatever. She was an evil psycho. So there's that. But it's so casually mentioned that, like, that's not even a that's not even what stops you in these books. It's not the fact that she went through some really bad shit. It's just you're just like, oh, cool. Just another thing to add on to the pile. Yeah, it was overwhelming. It wasn't I don't know. It was an easy read because, you know, like the next thing's coming up any page now. But it wasn't, I think it tried too hard for shock value. I agree. That it just fell flat on everything else. Mm -hmm. Shock value for the sake of shock value is not where it's at. Mm -hmm. I have read one book that has done shock value for the sake of shock value well. The one that you won't read, um, Skeleton King by Charity V. Oh, no. I never, never, not once, never. I'm sorry. I it can't. was it was a good book. So yeah, I, if you read these books and you like shock value for the sake of shock value, and if you are extremely open minded and like taboo, then uh, Skeleton King by Charity B. Read the triggers because every single trigger that there ever is and ever was is going to be in that book. <laughs> but yeah. I recommend it. it and for those have- of you, for those of you who do like this book too, we're not judging. I mean, you know what it. Some people are really going to love these types of romances that are just so action-packed. And that's great. It's not yeah. for us. And, you it know. Is, it is sometimes. But it's one of those that you have to be in the mood for. You want a lot of action. You want it quick. You don't want to mess around with the romance. But you still want the smut. Yeah. Um, and you don't really care how authentic anything is. Then this is the one. You know what? I just read the last. Oh, the underestimated series. There you go. The underestimated. The Kings of Carnage Bikers, whatever. Anyway, that book had so much going on too. Like there was a lot of action going on and, but it was done so well. Candace Wright is the queen. Yeah, Candace Wright. And the relationships were all fleshed out, which, oh, I'm so excited for you to read it because I love it. Uh, But it was very action packed as well. It was like one thing after another, but they were written out in a way where you were like uh, like you were ready for the next turn and it wasn't like just throwing it in your face and then you don't even have time to prepare yeah so which i feel like candace writes books quite a few of her books are like that yeah she does pretty good at that there's only been one book by her that i wasn't a huge fan of the coerce is the stalker romance oh you know what yeah okay That, that one wasn't my favorite I don't oh she's writing a second one too by the way yes she's writing a second one to that um also in other news since okay we're just updating shit because that we don't want to trash these books they were not bad books they just so 
another update. Cora Rose put a teaser out as as we're recording. It was yesterday, but today she put out the blurb. So and the pre-orders out. So it's coming out October first. Cora Rose's next book. <laughs> Ooh. It's called Until Him, and we were all expecting Lex's book to be next, and it is not Lex's book, so it is completely unrelated as far as I know. Lex's book. Oh, the the single dad one? No. Who's Lex? Emery's friend. Uh, All right, we need to refresh your memory on who Cora Rose is. She wrote Wit, Sam, I know that. (laughs) I'm literally on her page right now. I just can't remember. Oh, 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 the hacker guy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was like, first I got built skin. Now there's a single dad somewhere. No, the and- one that the one that um oh. Matt, Maggie, the oh. one where he like went on a date with him and he was and then he's mentioned in like two of the other books. Yeah, I forgot about him. Maybe um, maybe that's who the hacker guy is gonna get with. I don't, I'd be down I don't for know. It. But that's not what this book is. This right. book okay. is not related as far as I know. Uh, I'm super excited about it. When they dropped, they dropped like such a small little teaser yesterday. I like, I lost my breath. You know, like when your breath just like catches in your chest and you're just like, oh my God, she's coming out with a new book. When? And then nothing. And then today they finally posted that it's out for pre-order and it'll be up October 1st. So that's so close. I'm so excited. This is the problem with me not being on social media is I miss all of this stuff. Like I sometimes will purposefully go on just to check an author page, but I don't use Facebook. I don't even have an Instagram. I literally only have accounts so I can check author pages. Yeah. Yeah. If any of our listeners want to go on our Facebook page. Yeah. Feel pity for us. Yeah. Pity me. I've lost my tail. Join the Facebook group. Yep. You have no idea what that means, huh? Nobody else will either. That's just how I say I'm sad. I say I've I've lost my tail, like Eeyore. Oh. <laughs> I was I was thinking like a gecko, and I was like, but don't they grow back? <laughs> this, is, this is wildly off topic. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about now. Cora Rose, right? <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was mostly babbling from us, so sorry about that. <laughs> but we will be doing more read-alongs. Hopefully, we will enjoy those books more. Join our Facebook group. Oh, hold on. Let's oh. do the wheel to find out what's next. Oh, okay. All right. Ready and spin. The Weight of Your Wishes, which is the male-male romance. Oh, I've been wanting to read this. I have too. I almost broke down and asked you if we could just take it off the list so I could read it because I, I wanted to so bad. Oh, this is perfect. Okay. Okay, so our next book is The Weight of Your Wishes. It is a forbidden male-male romance by Bailey Nicole. And I'm excited. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.